Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. My name's Chris, one of the uh, pastors here, and it's great to speak to you today. It's, who's been enjoying the uh, whole story, the month of June going through and learning about more of the Holy Spirit? Come on, everybody. Well, I've been uh, praying the last couple of weeks and just really believing that God wants to do something special today on the last day of this Holy Spirit series. And I, I just feel like some of you came today, you don't know what to expect. In fact, you weren't expecting what's gonna happen. But I just believe the Holy Spirit wants to touch you in a, in a special way today. And I wanna to talk to you on the subject, there's always more. There's always more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He's limitless. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to John uh, chapter 20. And it says in verse 21, it says, so Jesus said to them, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. So here we see the disciples receiving the Holy Spirit just as we do when we begin to follow Jesus. When we accept him in our life and we're born again, we receive the Holy Spirit just like the disciples did here. But there's always more. Can I have an amen? And some of you may have said, you know, don't I receive the Holy Spirit at salvation? Absolutely. But what I wanna tell you today is there's more. There's always more for the whole, of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so in Acts chapter 19, some disciples, they go to Ephesus and it says, did you receive the, excuse me, I'll come back. Let me go to Acts 2. Acts 2, this is the passage we've been in this last month and going through the, act, going through the book of Acts. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for this promise is to you and your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord God, our God, will call. You could circle the word gift. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a promise, and who's this promise for? It's for you. Any parents in the house? It's for your children. Maybe you feel far away from God today. The scripture says, as many, all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. In Acts 19, there's a story of some disciples in Ephesus and they asked this question. They said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? They asked the disciples and they said to him, we've not so much heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And this is a, a passage that to me, many people in America, many churches in America would say the same thing. We don't know much about the Holy Spirit. We don't know much about him, but I wanna tell you today, there's always more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And in Luke 24, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but Jesus speaking, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power. And this word endued, it means to clothe. Jesus said to wait in Jerusalem. He says in Acts, it says, you shall receive, wait in Jerusalem and you'll, you shall receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so endued with power from on high. Many of you say, well, didn't I receive the Holy Spirit at salvation? Absolutely. You received a measure of the Holy Spirit, but there's always more. He's in us for us, but he's on us for others 
endued, clothed with power. And so I wanna speak, through the next, speak to you the next few minutes on there's always more. Come on, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit in our lives, learning more about him in the month of June. We open our hearts to you today. God, our prayer today is that we would leave changed and closer to you, Jesus. And everybody said, amen. When we look at these passages that we read, do you know what a common denominator is? You know what, we, you know what a main takeaway is? That the baptism of the Holy Spirit was the normal and expected experience for New Testament believers. When we, are, when we see the story and the, the, we're reading through the whole story, when we get to Acts and we, we're reading through this story, we see that we could be disciples in, like the disciples in John 20, and Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. But they, it didn't stop there. They went on to the upper room and what happened? They waited in Jerusalem and they were baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. It wasn't, they, it didn't stop with just being filled. And then when we were in Acts chapter um, 19 here, we see some disciples and they said, we haven't even heard whether there is a, such a Holy Spirit. There's always more. There's more of the Holy Spirit. And when we see the book of Acts, we see an inbreaking of the Holy Spirit in the lives of God's people throughout the book of Acts. There's always more. And so it was the normal and expected experience for believers in the Bible. This experience, it's for everyone. Do you know that there's three baptisms? You're baptized into Christ, that's salvation. There's water baptism. And then the scriptures teach us that there's a, a baptism of the Holy Spirit. What's the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It's the power and anointing upon an individual so that he or she may carry out their assignment in the kingdom of God. Power, anointing for your assignment in God's kingdom. What's the anointing? The anointing is the power in the presence of God. In the Old Testament, it would be oil poured over someone's head that people would be anointed. It comes from the word to smear. Oil, pour oil on someone. It's the power and the presence of God to do what he's called you to do in his kingdom. And so even this week, I was praying about this message, this, this idea of your, the anointing, the assignment. And what I wanna say is where God assigns, he anoints. Where God assigns, he anoints. What's the assignment that God has for you right now? Are you a dad, a mom trying to raise up some teenagers? You need the power of God. Can I have an Amen. And if that's you, even this week I was praying, and you know, you're trying to raise kids and you're praying, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he won't depart and you're trying. And so many times you just don't know what to do. Anybody else? <laughs> Maybe you have some little kids or a single mom and you don't, you don't know what to do. You know, where God assigns, he anoints. And even this week I said, God, we need your anointing. We need your power to raise our family for the kingdom of God. Maybe you're at a, a place of employment and God has you there and that's your assignment for now. You need God's endowment of power for his kingdom assignment in your life during this season. And so the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the purpose is for you to carry out the assignment that he has for you in God's kingdom. 
What's a definition of the baptism? It's a distinct experience after salvation. Although it can occur immediately right after salvation, but it's a distinct experience. It's an infilling experience that takes place when we open up our lives without reservation and ask God to fill us, ask God to touch us. Baptize, it means to immerse. It means overflowing. There's some water up here. It's a glass that's full, but I could pour more water in here and it would overflow. It's, it's filled, but it could be saturated. It could overflow with water. It could be immersed totally in water. I like the word to saturate. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit of God inside of us, our spirit man, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit says that this, it allows for this Spirit of God to flow out into our soulish realm, to touch our mind, our will, and our emotions. It's, it's, you're saturated in the very life and the very presence of God. I don't believe in formulas. You know, it's, we don't put God in a box, but we can see a pattern in the book of Acts. The disciples were, Jesus breathed on them and they were filled, but then he said, go and wait. And then they were endued with power for the assignment that God gives them. I believe for us as believers, and just like we see throughout the book of Acts, the disciples were filled with the power of God. And so look at your neighbor and say, there's always more. There's always more. A second encounter with God in which the Christian begins to receive the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit in their life. I don't know about you, but I need the power of God in my life. Jesus said this, out of your heart, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. He said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink, he said, you'll never thirst again. That's the, that's the Holy Spirit that flows in your heart and life. Acts 2 says this, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. How do you receive salvation following Jesus? It's a gift, right? You certainly don't earn it. You can't earn it. You have to receive it, a gift by faith. How do you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It's a gift that you receive by faith. You have to receive it by faith. You can't earn your way into it. It's a gift you receive by faith. It sounds like you're telling me, you say, some of you are saying, Pastor Chris, it sounds like you're telling me to seek an experience. I thought it was just, a, just all about faith. Listen, I'm not telling you to seek an experience. I'm telling you to seek God and leave the experience up to him. Amen? However, there's nothing wrong with an experience. And so we don't wanna be afraid of experiencing the Lord because we read the book of Acts and there's an inbreaking. There is experiential power of God throughout the whole story. And some of us are living in, in John chapter 20, we've been breathed on, the Holy Spirit lives in us, but we haven't stepped into Acts chapter two. Some of us are Acts 19. We don't know much about the Holy Spirit. We need to step into the full measure of the story and experience the baptism of, of the Holy Spirit. And, and you say, well, I don't, I'm not so sure about an experience. Listen, don't be afraid of an experience. Did you experience sin? Some of us have experienced sin. If we can, the scripture says there's pleasure in sin for a season. 
if we've experienced the pleasure of sin, how not the pleasure of God? You don't think that the, the, if, if, if the Holy Spirit is God, in, is, if he's God in the now, if he's God on the earth and he lives inside of you, the little video we watched, Jesus said the wind blows where it wishes. You hear the sound of it. You don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So is everyone who is born of the spirit of God. You don't think that that Holy Spirit can give you an experience with your creator? I'm telling you, he can and he will. We don't seek an experience. We seek God. We follow God in faith and we line up with the Holy, with the scriptures. But God does not want to leave you disappointed if you hunger and thirst after him with all of your heart. And so let me give you some ideas what to expect from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Come on, are y'all with me on a last Sunday in June in the summertime in Florida? We can't take a vacation from the things of God, can we? We're in his house, it's during the summer, and we need to get everything we have for him. Many times, God, if you're faithful to come to his house, many times he gives you what you least expect. I'm telling you. And some of you came today and, and God wants to touch you and you didn't even expect it, but you're gonna leave changed. Can I have an amen? What do we expect? Number one, Holy Spirit baptism grants us the boldness and the purpose of power and mission. Pastor Clay preached last week and he talked about stop staring. Jesus ascended, but they, had a, they were called to mission. They were called to purpose and the Holy, Jesus said, you shall receive power after that, the Holy Spirit comes upon you, but power to do what? To be a witness. So he's in us for us, but he's on us for others. We receive power for our purpose, power for our assignment, power to fulfill the, our, our place in the kingdom of God. And so boldness, the scripture says that the, they cried out, they said, grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done. In the name of your holy servant Jesus, they cried out for boldness and they were granted boldness. Peter denied Jesus to it. Jesus told Peter, you're gonna deny me when the cock crows three times. And what happened? He heard that rooster crow and he denied Jesus the scripture says Jesus looked at him and he denied Jesus. And this girl came up to him and said, who's that man? He said, I don't, I don't know the man, a servant girl. I don't know the man. Je Jesus told him he was gonna deny him. He said, even if I have to die, I won't deny you. He denied Jesus to a servant girl. He went to the upper room. He received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He preached on the day of Pentecost. And it goes from, I don't know the man, <laughs> to let this be known. It says he stood up with the 11 and he said this, let it be known to you and heed my words. <laughs> the scripture says they were cut to the heart. 3,000 added to the church in a day. And he said, this promise is to you and to your children and to those who are far off and as many as the Lord our God will call. The Holy Spirit wants to give you boldness in your life. That's what he does. He steps into your shoes. He lives through you. You have the spirit of Christ, the indwelling Christ, the spirit of God living inside you. He who is joined to the Lord 
is one spirit with him. That scripture has just been on my heart this week. Think about that scripture, Corinthians, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You're, there's a spiritual connection between you and the Lord. And he can download his spirit to your spirit. That's the, that's the spirit, Holy Spirit baptism. He who is joined to the Lord. I was looking at this scripture this week. It's not on the screen, but there's a scripture in Corinthians and it says, the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know, him, know them for they are spiritually discerned. Okay, look, the natural man does not receive the, thing, the things of the Spirit of God. I said, that makes me think of Holy Spirit baptism. It says, they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them for they are spiritual. And I said, God, give us some spiritual discernment. We don't wanna think things are foolish. Spirit to spirit, Spirit to spirit, the spirit of God into your spirit. It, it's, it's, it's not about the natural reasoning. It's about spirit to spirit. That's Holy Spirit baptism. Spiritual discernment, connecting to his spirit by faith, receiving the gift by faith. You shall receive power. That word power, dunamis, it's where we get the word dynamite. Endue to clothe. You're clothed with power. Come on, say there's always more. There's always more of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians two says this, Paul's preaching and he says, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but a demonstration of the spirit and with power. Paul says, that, he said, listen, I didn't come with just a great sermon. And, and, you know, Paul was not some handsome man. He wasn't some, he said, my outward appearance is, you know, whatever. But he said, in my, my, my speech is not human wisdom. I'm not this great speech maker, orator. But he said, I didn't come to you with persuasive words, with great speeches and how I looked and my oratory skills. He said, I came with you with, for a demonstration of the spirit of God and power so that you wouldn't put your trust in me, but you'd put your trust in the message. Listen, what, what a message for the American church. We need the power of God today, don't we, friends? Listen, if we've ever needed the power of God, if God's people have ever needed a supernatural touch, a demonstration of the, period, of the spirit of God, it's today, right? And so many churches and so many Americans say this, I haven't even heard. They're like the Ephesian believers. I don't know much about the Holy Spirit. Listen, in America, we need the power of God. You say, I don't know about that doctrine. I'm not sure it didn't. My church background, I'm from a different denomination. I'm from a different background. Listen, I don't, it doesn't matter. You need the power of God, friend. We can't play games with this anymore. We've gotta be like Apostle Paul. I didn't come to you with persuasive words, human reasoning, the natural man. I came to you with the, with the power of God, a demonstration of the spirit and power. That's what the American church needs. A couple weeks ago, I was in Colombia, Bogota, Colombia. Listen, go to South America. Go to Africa. Our pastor's in Thailand. Go to Thailand. It's not about human reasoning, man. It's not about intellectualism. It's not about trying to understand God just with your mind. It's spirit to spirit. 
Man, those believers believe in the power of God. Why? They have to have it. They have to have the power of God. Listen, true Christianity, it's not barren intellectualism or thoughtless emotionalism. It's following the whole story. It's receiving the power of God. It's getting everything that he has for you and walking in his anointing and his power. Amen? And so the first thing to expect is a measure of boldness for the purpose of power and mission in your life. A second thing to expect from the baptism of the Holy Spirit is emotional healing and freedom. God wants to touch you and bring healing in your life. Isaiah says this, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed, how? Because of the anointing. And some of us, we have a yoke of depression, a yoke of hopelessness, a yoke of addiction. But I'm telling you guys, the Spirit of God can come and break that yoke off of your life. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He brings freedom. He can bring emotional healing to you. And certainly, there's other ways to bring healing, and it's a process. It's, you know, it takes time. There's, there's community, counseling, grace, truth. All of this works together. Even prescription has a place. Prescription medication has a place, but listen. Don't underestimate the power of a touch from the presence of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit to bring freedom into your life, to loose your mind from torment, from the dominion of a spiritual enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy and speak lies to you and keep wrong thinking patterns to control your life. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit can bring deliverance. He can bring healing if we open up our hearts and we receive from him by faith, spirit to spirit, that yoke can be broken off of our life. He wants to touch us. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but power. Dunamis, that's, in, that's endued, clothed with power, love and a sound mind. That's supernatural. The third thing that the baptism of the Holy Spirit brings us is another dimension of intercession and worship. The scripture says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. I was thinking of that scripture that says, deep calleth unto deep. You're joined to the Lord. You're one spirit with him. Romans says this, we know not how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be othered. The Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us. It just makes me think of praying in the Holy Spirit, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's another level of prayer. It's a warfare type of prayer, a warfare application of prayer. The scripture says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That means they're not just intellectual, they're not fleshly, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. 
So you can't fight a spiritual war with na by natural means. And so the baptism of the Holy Spirit gives you a spiritual weapon. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Now he's playing, praying through you. That's a whole nother level, friend. That's another level of power. And so Corinthians says this, pursue love. Paul always puts love in the mix. Why? Love's the most important thing, isn't it? He says, you can have your gifts, they're just clanging cymbals. They're just sound if, you don't, if it's not love because love is the most important thing. Corinthians 12 is about spiritual gifts. Chapter 13 is all about what? Love. Chapter 14 says this, pursue love, the most important thing, but he says desire spiritual gifts. Another translation says eagerly desire. Listen, maybe you're from a different church background. Maybe you're unchurched. Maybe it's new to you. The scripture says eagerly desire spiritual gifts. That means have a hunger, desire. I want everything God has for me. I want spiritual gifts. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. No one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. First of all, if you're speaking to God, what are you doing? You're praying, right? And so it's a prayer language. Paul says this, I will pray in the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. That's a prayer language. He says, for no one understands him, for in the spirit he speaks mysteries, mysteries, secret things. Your mind doesn't know. Unrevealed truth, the enemy doesn't know. You don't know. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Now the Holy Spirit's praying through you. And so that's a spiritual weapon that God wants us to have. It's not crazy, it's right there in the Bible. Maybe it's new, that's okay. Paul says, don't forget, don't forbid speaking in tongues. He said, I speak in tongues more than you all. So at Celebration Church, we believe that God can give you a prayer language that's between you and God, and it's, it gives you spiritual power, it's a spiritual weapon. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. It's not a show. It's all done in love. It's all done decently and in order. It's right there in the Bible. And when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, God can give you a prayer language. You don't have to pray in, in, in another tongue. You, you can, you get to. It's a gift that you have to receive by faith. And listen, this has always been my prayer. God, I want everything you have for me. I don't, uh, listen, I don't know everything but I want everything you have for me. And I want, to, I, want, I want this weapon, if you have a gift, if you have a weapon, if you have something that you promised me, I wanna receive it. And so another dimension of intercession, a prayer language, another dimension of worship, there's something about connecting to God. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him in worship. It's something about the Spirit moving through you 
this just a deeper level of worship, friends, I'm telling you. Jude says this, praying in the Holy Spirit, building yourself up in your most holy faith, keeping you in the love of God. Praying in the Holy Spirit, building yourself, building yourself up in the Holy Spirit, keeping you in the love of God. That word building, it means improving. Your spirit man, you're improving, receiving, improving yourself, praying in the Holy Spirit. What's, what's it doing? It says, keeping you in the love of God. That's a safe place to be. That's a powerful place to live. Jude 20, it's another dimension of prayer. It's another dimension of worship. It's a deeper awareness of a connection to the Lord. Come on, say there's always more. It's not just a ascent. It's not a mental ascent. It's not just a belief system. It's not just an intellect. There's something deeper. There's something more that God has for his kids, his children. The baptism of the Holy Spirit restores an intimate relationship of God as father and reveals his unexplainable love. I would say this, it's a baptism of love. You wanna know what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is? It's for power, it helps us in our mission, but the foundation of it, it's a baptism of his love. I'm telling you guys, I, I, when I was a kid, I had been saved just a, a little while. I went to church and I heard about this idea of a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some people had a prayer language. I said, what's all this about? I was raised in a denomination that didn't teach about this. So I went to the Christian bookstore and we used to go to bookstores, you know? Do they even, are they even, they even have those anymore? Yeah, so I went to these way before the internet. So I went to the bookstore and I got some books and one of them was called The Handbook on the Holy Spirit Baptism. It's kind of funny. I said, well, I mean, give me that handbook. Let me go through this. Went home, I sat on my bed and I read through these scriptures, many of the same scriptures that I talked about today. It was almost 30 years ago. By the way, I've given that book to, to dozens and dozens and dozens of people over the years. It's nothing profound. It's just a simple scriptural book. But I read through the scriptures. It was questions and answers about the Holy Spirit. I read through it in, in my Bible and I sat on my bed and I said, I said, God, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And I just began to feel like something was happening on the inside of me. You know what it was? It was his love. It was joy unspeakable, full of glory. I could feel it out of your heart, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, Jesus said. And I just began to feel that. And I sat on my bed and I just began to feel his love flowing on the inside of me. And that was a journey that I, I, I believe I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit right there. I wasn't in church, no one laid hands on me, which is good. That's a place for, there's a place for that. It can be a conduit. But I, I, I was, and so I just, as here today, as we're talking about, there's always more. I wanna sow a seed into your heart and life. Some of you are gonna receive the baptism today. Some of you are gonna get in your car, you're gonna continue on with life. But I wanna encourage you, there's always more of the Holy Spirit for you. There's always more. He wants to do more in your heart and in your life. And that began a journey for me, and then I just began to grow in it. And I began to practice it and understand this idea of a prayer language and, and the Holy Spirit, and He became a big part of my Christian life. And I, my, my prayer today is that 
you would have a hunger and a thirst for more of the things of God. You would have a hunger and thirst for more of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's not just a statement, a doctrine. It's not just a religion. He's a person. And his love is the most powerful force in the universe. Charles Finney was one of the leaders of the Great Awakening. And he said this, he said, in his description of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I wrote it down years and years ago, but I love the phrasing that he used. He said, it was like a wave of electricity going through me. He said, it seemed to come in waves and waves of liquid love. For I could not express it any other way. He said, it seemed like the very breath of God. It seemed to me like there were immense wings. No words can express the wonderful love that was shed abroad in my heart. I wept aloud with joy and love. I literally bellowed out unutterable gushings of my heart. The waves came over me and over me one after another. That's a baptism of love, man. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the difference between holding hands with the Son and walking and the Father picking you up and putting Him in your arms and tossing you up in the air. It's a baptism of love. It's a connection of the Father. Galatians 4 says this, Galatians 4, 6, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. That's, an, that's a term of intimacy. The baptism of the Holy Spirit restores an intimate relationship with God as your Father and reveals how is this in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, it says. It's the baptism of the Spirit. He reveals His unexplainable love. Romans 5, 5 says this, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been shed abroad. It's been poured out in our spirit, in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. How has it been poured out? By the power of the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. Ephesians 3 says this, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. It's unexplainable. But the scripture says, deep calleth unto deep. The scripture says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And I really believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when God connects with your spirit in a special way, in a tangible way, in a real way, it reveals his love for you. That love brings healing, friend. That love brings power. That love's life-changing. And we need that. We need that, don't we? That's our foundation. Come on, let's stand quickly. Here's what I wanna pray. We have some time left. I'm gonna pray for you to receive the baptism. You know, some of you need to be baptized into Christ. You're away from him. Some of you need a baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need to let down your guard. You need to break through any barriers that are keeping you from what God has for you. What are those barriers? In fact, right now, I just wanna pray through some of these barriers right now. 
because I want God to touch you. If there's barriers of sin in your life, that's an easy fix. That's called repentance. If we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All that takes is a prayer. It just takes confession and He will cleanse you and that's, that barrier's gone, friend. So it's not that you're, it's not perfectionism. Sin is when you're making choices against God. You're choosing yourself. You're willingly choosing against God. That's sin, but if you just repent, renounce that. In fact, let's do that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we just repent of anything in our hearts, anything in our life that's displeasing to you, that's out of order. We're willfully choosing against you, God. We confess that as sin, and we ask that you cleanse us, forgive us. God, we repent, we choose you. We start to follow you, Jesus, with all of our heart and all of our soul. If that's you, just, just make that declaration of loyalty to him. I'm not choosing sin, I'm choosing you, Jesus. Your blood washes me clean. If there's anyone here, another major barrier is unforgiveness. If you have something against a family member in your marriage, something, someone in your life has offended you or hurt you, you gotta get it right. You gotta get that right. That's easy to do as well. It's painful and it doesn't feel easy, but it's still just a choice. You have to choose to forgive. So right now, Father, if there's anyone in our, in our lives that's we're offended at, that we're, there's unforgiveness blocking us from your spirit, God, we release them to you right now. And we pray that you would just deal with them with a spirit of gentleness. We give them to you. We know that things aren't fair. We know they don't deserve it, but we release them to you right now. And we thank you that that wall of separation of unforgiveness is down. And we choose to forgive. We choose to bless right now. We just release that to the Lord. That's many people many people here right now that's keeping you from God's best. Release that to the Lord. If there's any kind of pride, pride's just self-sufficiency. I don't need the things of God. If that's you, if there's pride keeping you from the Lord, then you choose humility. You choose humility. Father, we humble ourselves right now. We clothe ourselves with humility. We humble ourselves at your feet. We desperately need you. We do not want to go our own way. We want to go your way, Jesus. We humble ourselves. If there's any fear, fears keeping you from the things of God, man. You know who baptizes in the Holy Spirit? Jesus. He, Jesus is the one that said, I will baptize you. Jesus said that, Jesus. Man, we don't have to be afraid of Jesus. Everything he has is good, is good. He said this, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will my Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to him who asks? Think about that, that's a promise right there. How much more will my Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to them who ask? There's no reason for fear. If you've been taught something different, listen, it's just straight through the whole story. I just taught you straight out of the book of Acts, man. Don't let wrong teaching, doctrinal hangups keep you from the things of God. Get it, get it, get from your head into your heart. It's spirit unto spirit. That's where the baptism comes from. It's spirit unto spirit. I'm telling you, that's a word for someone. Some of you, you're too intellectual with the things of God. You need to get that gap from your heart from your head to your heart, you need to just close it by faith and say, God, I want everything you have for me. 
I want more of your spirit in my life. I'm desiring spiritual gifts. Fill me with your spirit. I need your power. I'm running on fumes. I'm empty, I'm dry and thirsty. I need your water. I need your fire. I need your power. Come on, just lift your hands up right now. Father, we just need you. We desperately need the power of God. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.